0: Greetings, sisters of Christ. It's good to be with you, not in the way I desire to be with you, but to have an opportunity to look together at this passage in Philippians. Um, my name is Tracy Hoover. I am was a member of Women's Bible Study for many, many years a while ago, and I haven't been able to participate. And it This semester has been a real gift for me to sort of join back in. However, I have so missed being with you, just longing to be with you all. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but, and of course, we're not in prison. We're not under the circumstances of Paul at all. But one of the things that I have appreciated in this study of Philippians is how much Paul longed, deeply felt, the desire and the longing to be with his Christian brothers and sisters in Philippi. And I think for me, because of the pandemic, I have felt that in a, in a much more real way than I ever had before. Like I said, I'm not identifying with being in prison with Paul. And yet I am identifying with that longing, that desire just to be with you all. So please hear that and know that, that um, I'm happy to, to do this recording, but at the same time, deep in my soul, I I really long and look forward to the day we can all be together. Um, Our passage this morning comes from the second half of Philippians chapter 3 through the first verse of chapter 4. I'm going to read it with you. Um, My version today is the New International Version, Philippians 3, 12 through 4, chapter 1. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For... As I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame, their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I first approach reflecting in this passage with all of you, I did spend many weeks just reading these verses over and over again. I read a few commentaries, various study notes, even did the weekly study in this section several weeks ahead of time. But finally, the time came when I had to get serious. I was just days away from sending my recorded reflection to Allie, and I still wasn't sure how to unpack this passage in a meaningful way with all of you, I had even texted with my 85-year-old dad, a track star in his youth, to see if he could give me some great story about running the race, pressing on to win the prize. And then I paused. I got quiet. And I did the thing I have most enjoyed as we have been doing this study of Philippians. I took my well-loved, wonderfully worn, soft and floppy covered Bible, folded it back, and read the entire epistle out loud again. This is something that I've tried to do often this semester. I think it's important here that I give a disclaimer and say that this pandemic has given me more space and probably more quiet than it has for most of you. But each time I read it out loud and all the way through, I find myself reading with more and more passion and I'm able to sense the deep, deep love Paul felt for his friends in Philippi, how much he missed them, longed for them, and how joyful thinking of them made him, and how very much he wanted them to grow in their love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. I wish we had time today for me to do just that, to read this beautiful letter all the way through, with the emotional depth that's evident that Paul felt. Truly, the hardest part of a Bible study about Philippians, and honestly about any of the epistles, is that our method often takes it apart, and we tend to focus on section by section, instead of considering the letter as a whole. Our Bible study this week did a good job of focusing in on this section, and I hope that in your small groups this week, maybe you'll be able to look at the particulars of its verses. But, here we are in the middle of chapter 3 and at the beginning of chapter 4. In the scheme of the letter, in the sweep of Paul's enthusiasm, what we encounter in these verses is his impassioned movement from a summation of his own spiritual journey to an urging onwards of his Philippian brothers and sisters. He assures them that he himself has not achieved what he longs for, that complete and total knowledge of Christ, striven for, but only ultimately attained at the resurrection. He has not attained this, but he presses on. He leans in, he strives toward it. In truth, if you'll make time to read this epistle out loud with feeling from the beginning, by the time you get to these verses, you may find that your voice has risen you even may find yourself leaning forward. I love the words to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. For what has Christ Jesus taken hold of us? That we would be found in him. Verse nine. That our righteousness would not be from our own paltry efforts at being good. That our righteousness would be His righteousness. That all that we are would be Him. As Paul says in his letter to the Colossians, that our life would be hidden with Christ in God. This is what Paul leans into. This is. what Paul yearns for and this is what he wants the Philippians to know all that we are is Jesus and since we all know just as Paul did that this is not the case in our lives and hearts in our day-to-day living most of the time we should not give up we should press on because Jesus will change us he will transform us this earth this sad place that we live and Paul expresses and captures that sadness in verses 18 and 19. This is not our home. Our citizenship is not here. We are waiting and we will be transformed. But Paul's point here is that we are not just waiting. I love what the Life with God Bible says about this passage in its comments. And I'll quote here it says, Spiritual formation is not a matter of religious performance, but neither is it a passive couch potato contentment in God. God, in his grace, has taken hold of us. Our response is to take hold of God in hope. There is a kind of aggressiveness about authentic Christian spirituality. Paul, knowing that his encounter with Christ has brought him to the doorway of everything that God has for him, communicates his aggressiveness with powerful imagery. And I would add, personally, here, in light of the sweep of how the letter moves, that Paul communicates his aggressiveness with powerful energy. Paul is urging his friends not by telling them what to do so much as by showing them what he does, how he yearns, how he leans forward. Do you know people like that? If you do, pay attention to them. Paul himself says it. Watch and learn. Observe those who are leaning in, who are authentically following Christ. This might be a good jumping off point for your small group. Talk about people in your life who you see as leaning into Jesus In a way in which you want to learn more. How can you get closer to those people? How can you learn from them? Nine years ago this summer our family moved into what at the time was an edgy part of Durham. We moved in the summer of 2012 with three other families into a two-block area near downtown in what would become the North Street community. We moved with some vague idea of what we thought God wanted, people with and without disability living together and shared life and community. But we didn't yet realize the truth of what Paul had already told his friends at Ephesus, that God is able to do abundantly more than all we can ask or imagine. I could talk for a long time about all the ways God has done that, But as I thought on this passage specifically, on leaning in, knowing people who do that, who have an authentic and even aggressive desire to grow in spiritual formation, I couldn't help but be reminded of how God has surprised me in these last nine years in our community. He has surprised me by giving me friendships with young people who have moved into our neighborhood. Most of them, in their 20s, have taken a life path that is very different from their peers. While their actions and lifestyle choices are huge testimonies to the promise of God's kingdom, what I am most drawn to is their authentic pressing in, leaning forward, genuinely desiring to live lives of self-denial and complete service to Christ. And these are people who are younger than me. They are not perfect, but they have taught me through rhythms of prayer and daily living, through the discipline of celebration, which is so much at the root of our living together, they have taught me what pressing into Jesus can look like. Find people like that in your own life. They are there. Blacknell has lots of them. You may have to step a bit out of your comfort zone to get close, but when you do, you may find that you are swept up with their eagerness, their leaning in, just as we are by Paul's testimony to the Philippians. And you will be challenged and encouraged in ways that are good. But like Paul, let us always maintain humility. We, none of us, are perfect. We have not arrived. We desire nothing more than knowing Christ, but we are not there yet. And what is there? Well, here's what I love about the end of chapter three. And for me, it's very personal. We will be transformed. The day before my last day working at Blacknell in the spring of 2019, my mother suffering from the decline of Alzheimer's had a significant psychotic break that sent her to the psych ward of the emergency department at UNC hospital. I was finishing my job at Blacknell and I had thought I was entering a season of rest and reflection, but in fact, I was, really all of us were, most especially my brother and sister and father, I was stepping onto a fast-moving escalator that was taking us down into the abyss of Alzheimer's. My mother's decline in the last six months of 2019 was dramatic. Not only did her mind wither, so did her body. The strong, loving servant of a woman, the matriarch of all that I knew, not just of family, but of following Jesus, withered before our very eyes. In those last weeks of her life, as I sat with her while she curled up against me like an infant or little child and slept or muttered incoherently, I would read psalms, But I would also find myself praying, crying out, really, that God would take her home. And then one day, just about 10 days before she died, as I sat this time by her bedside, he gave me a beautiful picture. He was leaning down. Jesus. He was big and strong, and he was leaning down and reaching into my mother, into this tiny, broken, withered body. And he was embracing her and he was lifting her. He was lifting her out of that body. She was in his embrace and she was beautiful. In this prayer picture God gave me, she had a beautiful blue shimmering glow. And she was fully herself, but really so much more. And he was lifting her up in his embrace. And she was transformed. I know now that it is for this we eagerly wait. This Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, our withered, broken lives. He will transform these lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, you love us so much. You have taken hold of us. Lord. And we want to lean into that. Thank you for Paul's words, for his words of encouragement, this great follower of you acknowledging that he hasn't gotten there yet, but gosh, he wants to. And so he leans in. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to lean in to all that is good and glorious and beautiful and from you and to trust in your transformation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.